The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Take Off with John Clark, presented by Rivers Casino. And we've got the biggest game in the NFL again this week with the Eagles. Eagles-Cowboys. It doesn't get better than that. And let's bring in, of course, Hall of Fame head coach, Super Bowl champion head coach, and NBC analyst Tony Dungy. Always good to talk with you, Tony. Hey, John, good to talk with you, too, because that usually means we've got a big game coming up, and we certainly do. Yeah, I'll tell you, Tony, I mean, you saw what happened with the Eagles getting blown out by the 49ers. I I first want to ask you about that. Was this was that the perfect storm? The Niners trying to get revenge for the NFC title game, the Eagles coming off a big overtime and some emotional wins. Well, what to me, what you had was the Eagles with a a three or four game stretch where they were, you know, really uh, tested. And San Francisco kind of looking for this and this is our game and the build up to it. And it it was a little bit of a perfect storm, but I think it's going to be a little bit of a wake up call to the Eagles because they hadn't played their best ball. They were winning those games, weren't playing their standard. I think we're going to see a different Eagles team on Sunday. Yeah. And football is a lot about emotion. And and so when you have a loss like that, as you said, you, you, you know, wake up call, you get punched in the face, as one Eagle told me. How, how much do you think you're going to see a response going to Dallas now with the top seed in the NFC on the line? Well, I think you're going to see a little more urgency now. Had uh, Philadelphia won, hey, we've got this cushion. We've already beaten Dallas. Even if they win the game, we're still uh, clearly out in front. Well, now it's a little different. That cushion is gone. And uh, that sense of, hey, we we are who we are, that, that's gone. I think they want to reestablish who they are. And, and I think we're going to see much more uh, physical Eagles team on Sunday. And it's like an annual tradition on NBC Sunday night football. Eagles, Cowboys, you're going to be there in Dallas, of course. Football night in America. How tough is this game for the Eagles? Dak Prescott is having a career year. The last six games, the most productive quarterback in the NFL. And they're at home. Dallas's offense is playing outstanding football. Uh, they play well on that turf. That speedy turf uh, seems to help them out. They're going to have the home crowd. And they've got incentive. But what Dallas has to do is they've got to come out and play a great game against a great opponent. We've seen them put up some big numbers on mediocre opponents. We've seen them uh, really look great. But in the big games that they've been tested so far, Philadelphia and San Francisco, they haven't shown up. Now, we saw San Francisco come in with a chip on their shoulder last week. I think Dallas is going to have the same thing. People say we can't do it against the good teams. People say we're not physical enough. Um, they're going, All of that is building up. If you're in Dallas, you're hearing that day after day after day. Well, you can't do it against these guys. So it's going to be a grudge match, and I think we're going to see the best of both teams. Oh, you're setting it up good. I'd like to hear that. That's a promo right there. Um, When you look at the Eagles, you talked about this gauntlet of six straight games against winning teams. And 
Would you take that, what the Eagles have done, being battle-tested, coming back on the road against Kansas City, beating Dallas at home, holding off, compared to the Cowboys really only beating one winning team, and that's the Seahawks? Yes, I would take that every day of the week, John. You want to be battle-tested. You want to have that mentality that we've gone against the best and we know what we can do. Sometimes you breeze through a schedule, you're not really tested, and you feel good, your fans feel good, but you don't know what that slugfest is all about. I I think the Eagles understand that. And uh, I've heard Jalen Hurts, even in some of these wins, well, we haven't played up to our standard. We, Yeah, we won, but we've got to get better. I think that that's the mentality uh, that you want, and I think that's what the Eagles have developed. You know, Tony, for me, the big concern I had going into the Eagles-Niners game was that the Niners were coming here on 10 days rest, and the Eagles had that emotional overtime win, the little banged up on defense. Is that a concern again with the Cowboys now also having that 10 days of rest? It absolutely is. When I was coaching, that's what I used to look for in the schedule. Uh, you you know months in advance who you're going to play, but when do we play them? What what's Are we coming off a of Monday night? Are they coming off a of bye? Who's coming off the short weeks? And that, believe me, in this time of year, three or four days difference uh, does make a difference. So Dallas has an advantage, no question about it. They're at home. They're rested up. They have have had some time off. But you use that as a coach. I'm sure Coach Sirianni will feed into that. Hey, you know what? We've yeah, we've got the gauntlet. We've got to prove that we're we're tough. They gave us this tough road. It doesn't matter. We got to go in there and get the job done. No excuses. I love this. Hey, it's like you're uh, it's like you're giving Nick his, his <laughs> I'm speech. Back. I'm back in my coaching mode again. You know, I love and it. I, I would complain about this. I would have called to the league office as soon as the schedule came out. How could you do this to us? The biggest game of the year, it's going to be down at their place. They've got extra rest. We're coming off this. But then once you get to game week, you can't even speak that. You can't talk about it. you got to say, you know what? It doesn't matter. No excuses. Yeah, absolutely. So, so. That first game, Eagles-Cowboys, Dak Prescott, three touchdowns, 374 yards. And and to me, when they line up C.D. Lamb all over the place, especially in the slot, the Eagles didn't have Bradley Roby then. They got Bradley Roby now to defend that slot and and C.D. Lamb there. But we saw what happened against the Niners. There were a lot of missed assignments, lack of communication in the secondary. How do the Eagles clean that up? Obviously going against a tremendous passing attack. Well, to me, this game is going to come down on both sides of the ball to pass protection and who can handle these big time wide receivers. There's you, you've got, you know, of course, A.J. Brown and Devontae on, on the Eagle side, C.D. Lamb, Cooks on the, the other side. And in the first game, it was pass protection. Dallas was moving up and down the field. The problem they had was on their right side, the left side pass rushes from the Eagles when the Big plays needed to be made. That's what happened. If I'm Mike McCarthy, I'm looking at that and saying, we've got to help steal our right tackle. We can't leave him out on an island again. If we can do that, we can work on these corners of of Philadelphia. Same thing's true on the other side. Okay, I'm sure um, the Cowboys game against Seattle, and we saw what those Seattle receivers did. The, the the Eagles have to be licking their chops. If we can pass protect and get Jalen some time, we're going to make some some hay on these guys. Deron Bland has had a lot of publicity 
but he's been feast or famine the last couple of weeks. So to me, who matches up with these wide receivers and who can protect their quarterback? And and you as a coach, uh, when you see Bland getting all those pick sixes, um, but you can beat him. So like, would you set him up? And, and his eyes are obviously going to be on trying to get those picks. Absolutely. And Trayvon Diggs, you know, has been the same way the last couple of years. Well, Bland comes in, replaces Diggs. He he relies on that pressure. I know I've got a good front four. I know the ball is coming out fast. I'm going to take some shots. I'm going to guess. I'm going to sit down on some things. And you can say, you know what? If we can protect, we can double move this guy. We can go up top. We can get by him. And I, I would not be surprised if Philadelphia doesn't have some some of those monster plays in store for him. Yeah, and we saw against the Niners, Jalen Hurts, he was under some pressure, but he was also holding the ball a little bit, uh, maybe leaving the pocket a little early sometimes. I mean, what are you seeing? Maybe there's a little out of sync right now, the Eagles offense. Yeah, I I saw Jalen back to being that mobile Jalen that we're used to. Um, The timing, that's got to be there, especially against this Cowboys defense. If you're looking at them, the big thing they do is get takeaways. They get sacks, they get takeaways. So you've got to know where Micah Parsons is. You've got to know where Lawrence is. You've got to throw the ball on time. We saw Geno Smith have a big day, but then in a couple of big situations, the pass rush, forcing off-target throw, forcing interception, that's how the Cowboys make their hay on defense. It's with those mistakes that they force you into. So I'm sure Coach Sirianni is saying, hey, we've got to protect the ball. If we stay in rhythm and do what we should do, the plays are going to be there to be made. We haven't seen that Eagles running game really get going since earlier in the season. How big is that, Tony? Because we saw first year under Nick, last year, they really kind of settled things down and got things going with the running game. I'm glad you brought that out because if you look at the Cowboys and the games where they have struggled, okay, where it's been tough, San Francisco got after them with the run game. You, you, They've got fast guys on defense. They like to fly. They like to get upfield and get after the passer. You got to smack them. You got to double team. You got to pound straight ahead. If I'm the Eagles, that's the big part of my first quarter game plan. We've got to go and show that we're tougher than these guys, and we got to pound it at them and get them defending the run. Then we can throw the ball. And when you see sometimes with the Cowboys defense, a lot of dime, right? I mean, do you, do you come out and you say, okay, this is when we're going to run the ball on them? Absolutely. And we, we can't let them get in a pass rush, pass defend mode. They're very good at that. Um, we've got to get them in a run defense mode where they've got to buckle up, buckle those chin straps, feel like we're coming at them. And that's when now we'll get the one-on-one chances. Devontae and AJ down the field. When they're thinking run, now we'll go after them. But don't let these guys pin their ears back. And and to me, that's what I'm going to be watching. The first quarter of this game, who's controlling the line of scrimmage? Which way is it going? And who's having to defend the run? And I'll tell you, it is always a special matchup when you see Lane Johnson going against Micah Parsons in that Cowboys front. We saw what Lane did to Nick Bosa. Uh, and you're right. These games usually come down to yeah. the line of scrimmage. Yeah, I would not expect to see Micah Parsons over there that much. I would see him moving around in the middle, trying to rush over the guard some, maybe lined up at right defensive end, rushing on the left side. But they're going to move him around and and try to uh, not let him just rush on Lane Johnson all night. Yeah. And by the way, you know, you have that connection, of course, in Indianapolis, uh, Super Bowl winning head coach. 
And Nick Sirianni came from Indianapolis. And I know Nick, he even told us that that he called you last year because he wanted to know from you when you're up 10 points in a game, you were you were 80 and one holding on to games. What else have you guys talked about? Some 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 coaching points and, and how to coach in game. Yeah, we've talked about big games like this coming off emotional losses, coming off emotional victories. What do you do against rivals? What do you do against teams that know you well? Uh, you know, and uh, my my talk to, to Nick has always been, hey, you have to do what you do best. Rely on that. Uh, you guys have a style. You have a, a, a feel of who you are. And don't let anybody take that away from you. And I think the Eagles have done a good job of that over the last couple of years. Here's who we are. You've got to play us. We're going to show up and play our game. Hey, celebrity cook Steve Martirano is bringing his Italian-American cooking back home to Philly, where it started. Enjoy Martirano's Prime at Rivers Casino and Steve's famous meatballs with Sunday gravy, prime steaks, and more. So make reservations for Martirano's Prime on open table. I've been to the one in Fort Lauderdale. I'm glad it's back in Philly. And, And it's interesting because I've heard coaches say, uh, when you have slow starts as an offense, which the Eagles have over the last three weeks, a touchdown or less in each game, they're getting down at, at halftime. I think it's, you know, five, six straight games have been trailing at the half. Um, they always say, well, if I knew how to get this offense going earlier, we would. How difficult is that when you're trying to look at everything and study everything about how to get that offense going? Yeah, a, a lot of these offensive coaches, you know, they script those first few plays and what does that look like? And we're going to give our best stuff to them. I I think the Eagles are a little different. I think they just do what they do. And eventually they feel like, Hey, we're going to find the thing that clicks and we're going to wear you, you down. And the thing about them, they're not worried about being behind. Uh, They're not worried about having to come back. So I I think that can be a positive dude. That, that can be a good thing that we just do what we do and, and things will take care of themselves if we play our game. As a, as a former great head coach in this league, how have you seen Nick Sirianni evolve? Cause I remember the first year when they were going to Dallas, he wore that beat Dallas shirt in practice and afterwards. And now he kind of says, okay, maybe I wouldn't have done that. Um, how have you seen him evolve as a coach? I think he knows his team a little bit better. Uh, he's developed a great rapport with his quarterback. He knows what, Jalen likes and and what makes him tick. He knows what the other guys do well. Uh, And I think he's got an air of confidence now. Uh, I I just love the way that they're attacking this. Yes, we fell a couple of points short in the Super Bowl last year. Our goal is to get back, but we're not talking Super Bowl. We're talking doing what we do, being who we are week in and week out. And I, I just think there's a confidence there that he has in his team and his players have in him. You know, Tony, when I was going back over your years in Indianapolis, getting ready to talk to you, it was impressive. I mean, 13 wins every year. Um, You know, you guys won the Super Bowl. And then just like these Eagles, you're trying to get back there and win it. And how difficult is it to climb that mountain again, that long, arduous season and getting ready and every team's coming after you? 
Well, it's tough. And then when you go to a Super Bowl, just like you, you and I talked about here a few minutes ago, you'll have those gauntlets because now TV wants you. They want you on Monday night. They want you on Thursday. They want you on the big games against the good teams. And so you're, you're, you're playing a first place schedule. You're playing in the marquee moments. You're playing these three games in 14 days type thing. Um, that's what you have to deal with when you, you uh, come off a Super Bowl. And it, the mental process and the fact that your players said, hey, you know what? We were practicing. We were playing in February last year. <laughs> you know, time off would be a good thing. So you have to balance that. And uh, it's not easy. And they've done it really, really well. Yeah, you make such a great point. The Eagles were the first team to ever be flexed to go to Monday Night Football yes. in Seattle after this Cowboys game. But at least they get an extra day now after the Cowboys game. They do, but you're playing these teams in the big moments. The fan, the, the dome out there is, or excuse me, not the dome anymore, but Seattle, uh, the loud fans, 12 man, they're going to be even stronger on a Monday night. So uh, that's what you're facing week in and week out, but that's the price of being a great team. You're right. And, and I just want to throw the note in there that uh, Nick Sirianni joined you and Don Shula as the only three coaches in NFL history to go 10 and one in back-to-back -back seasons. But the schedule's gotten really tough for the Eagles as they've gotten to this point. Uh, are you able to give us a pick or are you waiting for Sunday? NBC. I I usually I have to give my pick on uh, Sunday night, but I, I'll say this. I think that the game is going to come down to a couple of things. It's going to come down to pass protection. It's going to come down to functioning in the red zone, and it's going to come down to mistakes and penalties. One of Dallas's big problems when they've gotten in big games has been penalties. Philadelphia, that showed up a little bit last week. Uh, Montez Sweat lined up offsides on a third, big third down play, lined up in the neutral zone, gave San Francisco an extra chance and, uh, you know, gave them a touchdown. So those things, who can function in the big moment with intensity, but with poise? And I, I think that's what the game is going to come down to. And, and the Eagles are hopefully uh, getting some guys back. Hopefully Dallas Goddard yeah. will be back. Uh, and then... They added Shaq Leonard from the Indianapolis Colts and you having the Indianapolis connection. Uh, how cool is it and big for the Eagles, especially when they've had trouble defending the middle of the field to bring him in at this point? Yeah, you've got a guy who has been in big moments, who knows how to play the game, who is an exceptional sideline to sideline guy who plays with great energy. I don't know if he'll be ready this week, but I think when they get him incorporated into that defense, he can bring some energy That'll be great down the stretch. I got to be honest, Tony. I, I found it funny because they brought in Kevin Byard. He played a couple days later. Uh, Julio Jones, boom, he plays. Bradley Roby gets in there right yeah. away. Uh, sometimes you can say to yourself, do these guys really need practice? Well, that's great coaching. Uh, and I, I remember we had uh, the Eagles after Julio got there and Aaron Moorhead played for me, their receiver coach. He was on our Super Bowl team. And I said, well, we probably won't see Julio. Oh, no, we've got a package for him. We've got about 20 plays. You know, he's, he's going to be ready to go. And that that is good coaching when you can incorporate those guys right away and get them comfortable. Um, so who knows? We might see Shaq. Yeah, and the good thing is he's actually played this year. You know, he's he's yes, he's, he's, no, he's ready. He's ready to go. Yes, yeah. Um, so so when you watched Eagles 49ers, 
you watched Cowboys Seahawks. You're seeing all these games now. When you see in the NFC, the Eagles were rolling along, best record in the NFL. They still have it, but you have the Cowboys, Niners, Lions right behind. How difficult is this whole stretch? And who do you think is going to come out of the NFC as the number one seed? Well, the, the, the stretch is very important because getting that number one seed is going to be critical. To me, you've got three teams that are uh, a little bit above the rest. I think for all year, Philadelphia has been the best team, San Francisco and Dallas. Now, what pecking order is that? I don't know. Detroit, in my mind, is a little bit behind them. But it's so important to say, hey, you know what? We're going to get a week off, let those other teams fight it out while we rest, and then know that everybody has to come to our place. So um, staying ahead now of San Francisco, not losing, uh, is going to be critical to Philadelphia, I think, because I think Philadelphia – If they get that championship game at home, I think they'll come out of the NFC. If they have to go to San Francisco, I think it'll be a lot tougher. Yeah, so with this game this week, Eagles-Cowboys, and the Eagles haven't won there in six years. So if the Eagles were to lose, uh, the Cowboys would get ahead of them for that top seed. Then you consider what San Francisco is going to do. Does that kind of just, like, all bets are off at that point? It really does. If Philadelphia, if Philadelphia wins this game this week, I say they're the favorites in the NFC. If Philadelphia loses, then my vote goes to San Francisco. I think then San Francisco becomes the team that you have to look out for because they will then have a tiebreaker on Philadelphia and on Dallas. Whew. And as you said, These schedule makers, I mean. (laughs) They knew what they were doing. (laughs) Super Bowl champs in Kansas City on a Monday night, then come back home against Buffalo, and then the Niners, Cowboys, and Seattle, and two trips to Dallas and Seattle. Woo! Amazing, amazing. And, uh, again, you can't make excuses. That is the schedule, but uh, that's – I would say they've got a tougher schedule than probably anybody in the NFC. Yeah. Just because so, of that back-to-back gauntlet. Yeah, and, and so I like that. If the Eagles win against the Cowboys. They're my, they're my favorites to to get to the Super Bowl. If the Cowboys win, I'm shifting over to San Fran. All right, so I got I to gotta get your opinion about MVP. For a while, it was looking like Jalen Hurts or Patrick Mahomes. And now you got Brock Purdy, Dak Prescott, and some people even say Christian McCaffrey. Um, yeah. But right now, who do you think your MVP is? Well, I, I have a vote. And if I were voting right now, I would vote for Jalen Hurts. I think Philadelphia has been the dominant team. He has been the most important player and the dominant player on that that team. But uh, we've got five or six weeks to go. And this is, this is where you want to see your MVPs perform. Brock Purdy had a great day against Philadelphia in a tough environment. Jalen now needs to go to Dallas and have that same type of day in a tough environment. And then people will say, okay, okay, there might be something to this. Yeah. Very nice. Cause you know, the 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 gambling world, they're already, hey, Brock Purdy, Dak Prescott, it's week to week yeah. with that. Yeah, it is. And by the same token, if Dak Prescott has a monster day and they beat Philadelphia, uh, then you're gonna hear, oh, okay, he he is real. Yeah, he's done it against some of these other teams, didn't have a great game against San Francisco, but here in this big moment. In the biggest game of the year, he showed up. So uh, 
I, I would I'll, I'll say that my MVP favorite will be the quarterback that plays the best this Sunday. <laughs> Great tease for NBC's Sunday <laughs> Night Football. You're a pro. Well, and it happens to be that I believe that, too. I, I think this is a, the most important game of the season in the NFC. Yeah. Well, we said that last week, Eagles 49ers. Um, so, you know, it's interesting because the more I talk to you, can it really come down to when you play a team like we oh, saw? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely does. San Francisco uh, didn't have all their players early in the season. Had Philadelphia played them four weeks ago, I don't think it would have been a close game because San Francisco was not playing like they're playing now. Um, Dallas is playing better. So it, it does matter when you play the team. But um yeah, I, I just I think this is a critical, critical game that's gonna swing that emotion. And the San Francisco Philly game, yeah, it was a big game, but Philadelphia had a cushion. Okay. And so San Francisco was desperate. Philadelphia wanted to win. Now that cushion is gone. And now you've got Dallas Philly and it is a huge, huge game because they both have to win. It is huge. Isn't it pretty wild too, Tony, how differently the Cowboys play at home on that turf compared to grass? It is. And there, there are some places like that, you know, but they play their speed shows up on the turf, the, uh, the home field energy, the fans, uh, something about being at home. They're, they're a different team. So Philadelphia, forget about what happened in that game up, up in the link. You, you got to get ready for a different Cowboys team. You're right. And I remember growing up, Tony, I would watch the NFL and there was that era in the 90s where it was just Cowboys and Niners every year. And you had these dominant, dominant, dominant teams. And then in in your era, when you won a Super Bowl, uh, you guys were a dominant team. But now, how is it different? Is everything bunched up? These teams are so even the great teams in the NFL? I think so. And one injury or one player shifting around going can can really make the difference. But you've got Four or five teams. When, when, when I played with the Steelers, we knew we were going to play the Oakland Raiders in the championship, and we we're probably going to play the Cowboys in the Super Bowl. When I was in, in Indianapolis, we knew we had to beat New England, and the Patriots knew they had to beat us, and it, it, was, it was like that. Well, now you've got, yeah, Philadelphia, Dallas, San Francisco. Here's Detroit coming on. Uh, AFC side, it's the same way. Kansas City very dominant, but now you've got these other teams. And I just think uh, just Tyreek Hill going from Kansas City to Miami has shifted things around a little bit. And that's that's the way it is now. One player moving or one player getting injured can make a huge difference. Yeah. By the way, before I let you go, uh, had you ever seen a situation uh, like we saw in the Eagles 49ers game where our uh, head security chief of the Eagles Big Dom, he's known around the country now. I, I looked at Google, Tony, for D-O-M, and the only more searched person in the country more than Dom right now is Domino's. <laughs> well, he's he's a legend. He is. And I, I have to say, I've never seen that with a staff person. I've seen some guys. Mike Dicker was an assistant with the Cowboys, and he would get into it with, with other players at times. But I've never seen a, a staff person uh, get involved in a melee. But that's uh, that's NFL football, and that's Philadelphia. And, and this is what he does. He's the head of security. He's protecting his players. So if he's right he next to them. He had their back. He had their back. Yeah. Before I let you go, I just want to ask you one other question about the officiating because, you know, when everybody 
is watching these games at home. They're watching these games on their huge flat screen TVs. And I'm sure it was different than when you were playing because every single thing now, and it goes on social media. Uh, how is the officiating compared to when you were playing, you know, now, is it worse or are we just seeing everything so close and rewinding it and seeing it in slow motion? We're seeing everything and it, the officials have a tough job. Things happen fast. It's bang, bang. And, um, you know, there's thousands of things that can happen out there. Now the difference is if a mistake happens, it's replayed 20 times that day. It's replayed the next day. It's all over. It's on YouTube and you just see them over and over and over again. So uh, I think the officiating uh, is pretty much been the same for, for years. My opinion, though, we need full time officials. We need those guys to all be in the same room on Tuesday, all looking at the same thing and saying, OK, this was not properly called. Here's how it needs to happen. Everybody on. I, I just don't. I think we're too big a game to have part time officials. That's a great point. And, and by the way, I was wondering, would you be OK with coaches along with being able to challenge other penalties? Would you be able to challenge a pass interference like that? The Chiefs play with Patrick Mahomes at the end of a game when when the game is on the line. <laughs> I guess that's probably the next step. I'm not for challenge. I'm not for replay. I'm for a hey, let, let's, you know, let the officials do their job on the field. But if we have this technology and it's there and we're going to show this replay 500 times, I happen to be, we were just coming down for our post game show and I'm right standing right next to the official. And I, I said, you didn't call it. I, he wouldn't even look at me. You know, I couldn't believe it. But it was one of those. You just don't know how you could miss that one at that point. Same token, though, four or five plays earlier, Mahomes get hit and he's still in bounds and you call a penalty. So um, it balances out. But you, you hate to see games decided on calls that that should be called differently. And it's pretty wild, as you know, this I mean. Coaching staffs lose their job based on losing one game or not making the playoffs yeah. or something like that. Yeah, no, no, they do. And championships are, are won and lost on, on the play. And that's the thing as an official, you just hope you're not in that situation. Uh, but it happens and it's part of the game. And as a coach, you have to accept that. Hey, they're out there doing their job. We've got to make sure we don't put it in the official's hands. Don't let it come down to one play. Yeah, you are right. Tony Dungy, we really appreciate the time. Super Bowl winning head coach, Hall of Fame head coach. Always love talking with you. And I, I look forward to seeing you in Dallas. This is going to be, like you said, the game of the year so far for NFC positioning. I cannot wait. It's going to be a great game. I think we're going to see the best of both teams. All right, great. We'll see you on Sunday Night Football and Football Night in America. Thanks for your time, Tony. Thanks, John. Yep, always great to be with you. 